All right. Welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest around the United States, Canada, Europe, Australia, wherever you might be listening to the Pandemic Playoff Podcasts Special Edition, episode number two. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. Zach Bondurant joining me tonight from Chandler, Arizona. And our third member of this cast, Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York, I think. Uh, Zach, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. We uh, I don't see Paul on the board yet. I know he was doing a remote, from, uh, so maybe he's having a little problem. But um, Well, it's playoff hockey. You and I will talk until we get Paul on board with us. So um, your thoughts already with uh, the first round out of the way? Um, I mean, I think it kind of played out the way the most of of us kind of talked about. Um, there was, I think, just like a few things. Like I was expecting the Capitals to win, um, but obviously the Island Islanders did, so that's actually a pretty cool surprise. Um, and then Montreal gave Philadelphia a couple fits there, so um, maybe they're – going to be jumping on the rebuilding phase a lot quicker than everyone thinks. But, um, no, I think it was overall really good hockey, a lot of good action, and um, I think the fans should be really, really pleased with it. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you 100%. It, uh, it, it took off uh, the way I thought it was. Uh, the more than 30,000 COVID tests now, all negatives, uh, tells you that it will work in the uh, bubble environment. Um, the fact that the, the hockey's been good like we anticipated because everybody was healthy. Uh, that that was a big thing. Um, so, you know, we'll see uh, We'll see what round two brings, which started last night. I know your avalanche uh, ha- had a tough one because they lost a couple of players. We'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, I think we got Paul with us now. Paul Hornstein, how are you out there in Long Island, New York? Uh, surprise my tuchus. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> well, welcome to you too, Paul. <laughs> um, were they the favorite against the? Uh, we'll be nice. The Capitals were they the favorite? No. Surprise? No, because when this team has been healthy, they've been a dominant team. They had a seventeen-game point streak earlier in the season when everybody was healthy. For you know, sure. And I'm in surprise as far as from my perspective. I think everyone was picking the Islanders. I I like to be the the oddball out sometimes. The oddball? So, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I went with the Caps. Well, that's okay because we, we, uh, that means that uh, you're not the only oddball in this group because. <laughs> no. no, we got a trio uh, of us here, guys. <laughs> we all have our own more. thing. <laughs> Maybe more. Good, Yeah, good possibility of more. But, Paul, so are you doing this thing remote tonight or are you in that place? No, no, no. I, 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 I am, I am uh, in your summer rental. And, oh. uh <laughs> Uh, from my basement. Uh, darn it. So I, was you have hoping to... that, I was hoping that you were going to tell us you were on a deck somewhere with a koozie surrounding a, a nice cold one and, and being all ready for it, but that those plans got uh, just slightly well, altered. It happens. Yeah, it, it, it happens. Um, you know, uh, that's what <laughs> I'll be doing after we're done here. Okay. <laughs> so... As we speak, we're at the end of the first period of uh, the right. second game of round two. Uh, I want to revisit round one, if we can, just uh, just briefly here. Uh, anything surprise you, Paul? Uh, actually, yeah, I, I, I really was surprised. Uh, Montreal was a better team than the Flyers were yeah. in that series. Uh, does that mean that they were necessarily the better te- – that they're the better team, period? They were for those six games, except, of course, they weren't because they didn't win. Okay. <laughs> but True. It all matters on who comes out on the other end. Yeah. I mean, uh, does it happen that way sometimes? Yeah. Montreal went into a scoring drought for a couple of games. So the Flyers got a couple of shutouts. Uh, Carter Hart really bailed them out in game six. And... You know, for those of us that have been watching hockey for a long, long time, in my case, 
48 to 50 years because I'm old. Um, <laughs> goaltending wins in the playoffs. And, and that's just, yeah. you know, um, when the Islanders won that fifth game against the Capitals, uh, Simeon Varlamov made great saves. But at the same time, uh, he didn't have to. He didn't have to make a save the last 13 minutes of the game. The Caps got no shots on goal in that last 13 minutes. That's how much better the Islanders were, especially in Game Five, than the Capitals. And did I expect that? Not really. I expected to sweat out every minute of every game. I figured tonight or tomorrow night they'd be in Game Six or Game Seven. Uh, I certainly didn't expect them to win it in five games. Um, um, but they were clearly the better team in that particular series, uh, especially uh, when they had that second chance to put them away. They did not play well in game four after being up three games to none, but they clearly were the better team in game five. They were a dominant team in game five. They got a power play goal. They basically shut down Washington's power play. The Capitals had three guys that scored goals in that series. Three. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, three when guys. you just think about that, that is crazy. In five games, okay, three goals from three guys. Okay, so the the shocker to me, uh, not not in the outcome, because I knew that Colorado was a better team than Arizona. But um, you know, living in Arizona, I was thoroughly disappointed in the effort. And if you guys have followed me for the last four days or so. Um, the bitterness really hurts, and, and it hurts from, from two standpoints. One, because I'm a competitor, and I expect people that are getting paid to compete to compete. That's number one. But number two is uh, it really hurts uh, hockey in the desert southwest from the standpoint that it, they had an opportunity, they got in the playoffs, and I don't think anybody expected them to beat Colorado, but I think they expected them to compete at least the last two games and you're up against it. And it looked an awful lot like, uh, you know, lack of a better word, they mailed it in. They just decided we weren't, we weren't going to win this thing. So let's just uh, get ready to go home. And, and that's just, you know, to me, I use the word unacceptable because, because you got to compete. I don't care if you're outmatching talent, you got to compete. Okay. Somebody kicked my soapbox off. Well, but, uh, Zach, I don't care Zach if you have I don't care if you have a soapbox, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought that entire series was strange. Okay, from 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 day one, I thought that series, uh, and I, I'll say it, I, I thought that it was the one series in the West that had a chance to be a legitimate upset because of the goaltending. Yeah, me and, too. And, and through the first three games, uh, for different reasons, those – those were very odd games. There was a very odd series. Uh, the way the last two games turned out, uh, I, I would also say definitely increased the odd factor in the, in, in the series. Uh, I don't think anybody expected it to go that way. Um, is it possible that everything just finally caught up to the team? Everything that went down uh, just before they got there, Everything that's gone down uh, for the last decade? Well, no, I you mean you can't <laughs> I, listen. You might be able to <laughs> listen. You might be able to say that, but you know as well as I do. Okay. Um, and 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 I've gone through this as an Islanders fan, uh, dealing with the Manhattan media. Okay, it's 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 a very easy and lazy trope to pick on the Coyotes. It's very easy to do. Well, yeah, I, I okay. agree with you 100%. And, 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 and it's been done, and, and, it's been done and for listen, a long time. Is it deserved sometimes? Sure. Like, if you people wanted to be down after those last couple of games, I get that. Okay? But it's but, easy. It's an easy oh, yeah. trope. Okay? There's no doubt about it. Okay? And, and it's the same thing. The Islanders have been treated that way. Uh, by especially the Canadian media for 25 years. It's just easy to say, oh, that's the Islanders, the crazy Islanders. Have they had some crazy stuff happen? Sure. But some of that is the fault of the National Hockey League, too. 
you know, well, the, the reason why they, they have the vetting process with owners that they have now in the National Hockey League is because of what happened with the Islanders. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so it's an easy, easy trope to pick on a team because we all know that a certain team well, yeah. with an oblong object chasing around the field has deserved just as much ridicule, if not more, over the same period of time. Okay? But wait, what? That team has to get their butts kissed. Which team? Uh, you know, you the, the that uh, did you lose your Zach? <laughs> the oblong object chasing around the field didn't 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 do it for you. Football. <laughs> yeah. Okay, which team are you talking about? <laughs> There's 32 of them, or whatever. Oh, yeah. How many teams? And are I got No, no, no. How many teams are in the Valley oh, of the Sun? Okay, uh, you're talking. Okay, you're talking about. Okay, you're still talking about Arizona. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just making now. comparisons. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I, you want Here's me to name point. names? I'll name names. I just I'm trying to be gentle about it. I don't have to be. Okay. Here, I, you just lost me, head. so I'm catching up. Hey. <laughs> uh, uh, here's my thought about it, though, guys. It, it's not so much what the media said or didn't say. It's not so much about anything. It was about what my eyes told me, right? I watched those two games. I expected a pushback. I, I expected uh, to win five-foot battles for loose pucks. I, I looked for guys to try to clear their own zone, even if it was by three or four inches. Uh, I looked at all of those things, and, and that was a disappointment. And from what I'm seeing right here in the Valley from from hockey fans is that's what they're disappointed about too. It wasn't about the wins that. or losses or anything else. It was the compete that. factor. you got to compete. Get that. And, and that's all we ask for down here is just compete. Compete till the end of every period, to the end of every game. And if you lose, you lose. If you win, you win. Somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose. That's not it. But you had a chance as as the Arizona Coyotes got into the playoffs. They had a chance to win a bunch of people over. There was a lot of talking going on about, hey, hey, they're in the playoffs. They're doing good. And then they immediately, and their performance, gave everybody the same thing that they've said in the past. Oh, yeah, that's the Arizona Coyotes. They quit. They didn't try. They got to restructure. They got to regroup. They got to rebuild. Oh, guess what? They don't have any money. Oh, guess what? They have to lay off some people. Oh, guess what? They don't have a general manager. Oh, guess what? You know, it's the same old thing in the eyes of fans and sponsors. And that's what you got to win over. I mean, forget about the media. Nobody cares what we say. Uh, they, they care about I, I, no, no, no. You see? All right. Well, no, they might not care what we say. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I know what they're saying, but everybody in, in Arizona that I know ha- has gotten used to the Coyotes being trashed by the media, right? They they accept they expect that to happen no matter what. If they won the Stanley Cup, they'd find a reason why they they, they need to be trashed in the process. But anyway. That was my biggest uh, takeaway from it. I thought everything else, uh, and then the Matthew Kachuk injury, I mean, losing him, you can definitely see what he means to Calgary. Oh, sure. And how many injuries did the Blues have? How many injuries did the Blues have? No Tarasenko. Right. Um, And and, uh, First of all, and he's their best player, or at least their second best player. It depends on where you want to go with Ryan O'Reilly. Okay. Mm, uh, Tarasenko's okay. probably franchise. Well, but you get the point, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and they were missing two other guys that played big, giant minutes for them. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, and, and Vancouver's definitely was, is it, you know, it was a young team that has a lot of energy. Uh, they, they, they won some overtime games. Okay. And, you know, it just, it just, it wasn't in the cards for the Blues to, 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 to make another run. Uh, Jordan Biddington was not good. He was, I, I, it's hard to expect him to be as good as he was in last year's playoff run. I don't think he had a nine, a .9 save percentage. I could look it up, but. 
I, at one point when they pulled him, I believe it was before game, before game six, you know, because Jake Allen uh, played games four and five. Uh, he had like an 860 save percentage. Yeah, in those it, it first was not good. three or four games against Vancouver. I mean, you can't win with that. You can't win with that goaltending in the regular season, let alone uh, the, the the playoffs. So uh, they had some issues in and above the the injury factor. They just didn't get good goaltending from from really from either guy. Okay, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and uh, we'll let Zach break down the. Uh the two series that are going on currently in the West. And then uh, Paul will take care of the two series in the East. And then we'll, uh, we'll talk about all the other stuff, all the sidelights that are going on. So we'll be back in two minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. All right, we're back. The uh, Pandemic Playoff Podcast, episode number two of nine, as we take you right through the Stanley Cup and through the uh, NHL draft. Scott Strandy at Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein joining us out on Long Island, New York, and Zach Bondurant from Chandler, Arizona. Zach, I am going to leave you with the uh, wonderful task of uh, breaking down these two series that are in round two in the West. Uh, The Avalanche last night played Dallas. Uh, Dallas came out on top, and, and more importantly, you can break down a little bit about what happened to the Avalanche, and then we'll talk about the game that's coming up here in about uh, a little over an hour with the Vegas Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks. So take it away, Zach. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, like you said, Dallas got the best of Colorado yesterday, and um, I don't know if I necessarily ex- – Expected it um, as much as I like. I didn't expect the three-one lead that they had, um, but then you had. Uh, I mean, you had the, all those veteran guys: Corey Perry, Joe Pavelski, chipping in. When you have those guys in your lineup, it's going to be it's going to make for an interesting game. And I think Dallas was able to play their game, their style, um, and the Avalanche may have had potentially a little hangover from playing the Coyotes. Um, so it's 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 a new team. They're getting used to a new team. Um, but then, yeah, the injuries were kind of interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they handle those. Um, as far as I know, there's not been too much released about Grubauer, um, but it said it could be like an injury to the knee um, from what I had seen before. Um, so that would leave it in the hands of Francis and – I mean, it's a, that's. I feel like that's a capable goalie to to put the the series 
in his hands. Um, he's he's done fairly well in the regular season. It was I think the games were split kind of evenly between the two, and he had performed pretty well. So that um, having Franz Usel, I think, will be a a good a good player to have in the net. You also have Hutchinson as the backup from there. And then there was another goalie from the Eagles that they called up just in case. Um, but then um, Mesnikov is let, listed day to day. Go ahead. Let, let me jump into something. I, Cause I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, when I saw that injury um, to Grubauer, it was eerily similar to what happened to Darcy Kemper right in front of me as I was at that game in regular season where they lost Darcy Kemper. And I don't want to put this panic into anybody, but they lost Darcy Kemper for the better part of two months, maybe mm-hmm. almost three. Um, it, it was the same thing. We all thought it was his knee, and it ended up being his groin. And those are really difficult to heal um, for goaltenders because they – they just use it a lot, right? They use their groin yeah. a lot when they're going one side to the other. So fingers crossed that it's not that serious, although it did not look good. The other thing I saw was Eric Johnson went out uh, after a couple of hits, and he came back, and you could obviously tell that they had done something to him to uh, to get him back on the ice because he wanted to be out there because he's a hockey player, but his leg didn't want to function like, like his leg is supposed to function, which tells me that he was probably not feeling that leg all that much, and that's why he was having a hard time. So uh, I think I said last night on Twitter or to somebody that um, this morning was going to be a really rough morning for Eric Johnson, and we haven't heard much about that either. But, again, that might not be as severe. Of course, look at look at Matthew Kachuk. So yeah. who knows on that end of it. Now, here's it the two positives. It wasn't too good a morning for, for Grubauer either, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And then they lost <laughs> Nemesnikov, which is going to be – um, I mean, that was a really good third line player that you could throw in there, and um, or yeah, no, maybe he was a fourth line. I don't know. Either way, it's still losing bodies is not is not good in the playoffs. So, but it does give an opportunity for the depth that they have to really shine through. Because now in the defensive core, you have uh, Connor Timmins who could jump up for Johnson if he's not ready to go. Uh, Lindholm or Barbario. So um, the depth is going to have to shine bright for them if they're going to want to get past Dallas. Okay, let me let me throw out the two positive things that I see. Uh, the two best players that I've seen on the ice in all of the playoffs uh, have been Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr. Uh, I don't care yeah. on any team. I mean, not only do they dominate when they're on the ice, but they're on the ice forever. I just don't know how long you can keep that up with them being on the ice that much. I mean, McCarr, we all know what he's made of, and McKinnon is just a horse. But good Lord, you can't double shift him over and over and over again when you've got to get all the way into the Stanley Cup final. Uh, Paul, yeah. your thought? Zach, your thought? <laughs> I mean, seriously, we're yeah, going to I mean, find we out because they're going to try. I think we lost Paul for a second there. Is he? Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Now I lost Scott. Right. Yeah, I'm oh. here. I mean, we're oh, all here. Now Scott's there. <laughs> Tag, who's it? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I mean, yeah, we yeah, had talked, try we had talked about that with Steve on the Monday. Yeah, and like he, you, myself, and Podvin on Mondays had talked about, you know, what are the Oilers going to do? How much can you play McDavid? And – I, granted, I don't think the Oilers had the depth that the Avs have, but I think you could see where McDavid was starting to tire. And, yeah, I mean, McKinnon's, McKinnon's going to be the, the the guy that gets you there uh, based on his just clutch performances. Um, and if you put them on the power play, they've been – they can beat you because there's so much talent on that team. So, uh, yeah, McCarr and McKinnon, those – those that's the foundation that that franchise is going to that's going to build their house on. Okay, so the the next series or the the other series in the west, uh Vegas and Vancouver are going to be starting here in about an hour. Uh your thoughts on that, Zach? That's going to be an interesting one and um I th- I think the youth for Vancouver is is actually going to give Vegas some fits um, if they can get 
into playing Canucks hockey. Uh, however, with that being said, Vegas is is basically ready for anything. They're going to be ready to play physical. They're going to be ready to play the high-scoring game. They're going to be ready to play the high-speed game. And they're going to be ready to just trounce you when you come into their uh, defensive end. So uh, that's going to be interesting. There's se- Marc-Andre Fleury seems to have been named the backup in favor for Leonard, which where, where would that have ever come from? <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I think if, I don't know if you guys saw the, the post that his agent put out with the sword. Everybody's that. seen that post. <laughs> yeah. Now credit to flurry by saying, you know what, I'm here to win with my team. And he asked the agent to take it down. That's, that's why you take that guy in the expansion draft. Even if he's not playing for you, that's why he's there. He's a good leader. He's an amazing player. But, um, I mean, honestly, I think he knows it's a business, and he knows it with Murray in Pittsburgh. Like, the the, the hot goalie is going to get the net. So yeah, He's been, he's been through it before. Right That's a... Yeah, and and, he, and Leonard's that guy right now. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, I think when people look at Fleury's Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame induction card, they're going to see if they win this championship, what, three or four? Nobody's going to, like – they're going to know that he's still a part of that team and he helped them get there. Yeah, absolutely. Here's what I think on the Vegas end of it. I'll just throw my two cents in there. Um, what you're going to see from Vegas is, is depth. Uh, they can roll four lines and uh, you know, we're going to find out if William Carrier and um, Ryan Reeves and Nosek can actually go out and stymie and put some hits on uh, some of those speedy forwards, uh, Besser, um, we're talking about, and on the back end. I mean, are they going to put? Are they going to take the same strategy that that Dallas took in trying to play behind their goal? Uh, if they can push them behind their goal line, which, which Dallas did a terrific job last night. I don't know if they can keep that up, but if Vegas can do that, that that's going to neutralize a lot of that speed and and uh, skill of uh, Vancouver, in my estimation. Paul, yeah. your thoughts on well, that? Well, that's just it. I mean, do the Golden Knights uh, have some guys that can really skate? Yes, they do. But, uh, you know, you're playing a Vancouver team that uh, has been labeled as the fastest team left out of these eight. So do you really want to play into their game by trying to skate up and down the ice with them? Uh, I I think – Vegas can do that. They have uh, enough depth where they can do that uh, in a game or two. But I can't imagine that they're going to go into this series saying, "Yeah, we're just going to let them skate, and we're going to we're going to try and match their speed." Uh, I don't see that happening. Here's one thing that will be a factor too. There's not four games on these on these rinks anymore. So yeah, a lot absolutely. of a, yeah. a lot of a lot of comments were made about the ice conditions. By the time you got the game three, especially early with all the games, uh, you're not going to have that problem anymore. So that might be a slight edge to Vancouver. Uh, Marcuson has played great in net for Vancouver. Uh, Leonard's been great. For, for Vegas, he's been uh, at least, at worst, very, very solid, if not great. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily had to be yet, where Markson has had to be great. Uh, there's only one back-to-back, and that's game five and game six, if it gets that far. Uh, I don't think that the Twitter post, the now deleted Twitter post uh, will be a factor unless uh, the, the Golden Knights uh, struggle with Vancouver. Uh, I, that Does that mean I think Vancouver is going to win? No. Uh, but I think that's the only way that it becomes a factor if all of a sudden we're at game six and Vancouver has a three games to two lead. So yeah, and I, I, I think that I think that now. 
I think that was directed more towards the front office. I don't necessarily think it's going to affect the team, right? Like you said so, um, but it'll be very interesting. The, the two uh, West, the the two Western Conference matchups have the two young defensemen that everybody's been watching in Quinn Hughes for Vancouver and McCarr for Colorado. And it's, you know, they're playing great. Hughes probably has to carry his team a little bit more than McCarr does. But, you know, let me throw this out there as long as you brought that up. Uh, when I look at those two, and they're both great players, there's no doubt about it, but the one thing that keeps standing out to me is when Kale McCarr makes a mistake, he usually rectifies it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, he'll make a, a pass that, that might not be uh, or maybe an ill-advised pass, and he'll get back and break it up. And he'll lose the puck, and he'll get back and break it up. Or he'll lose his stick, and he'll use his body. Uh, that, I think, is, is what I'm most impressed of with him over Quinn Hughes. Not that Quinn Hughes isn't a great player by any stretch, but like you say, he might have had too much of a load on his back. Uh, but Kale McCarr is, man, he is a seasoned. And, Paul, you and well, Zach, you too, we've all seen him play in college. We know what yeah. kind of a college player he was. And yep. I don't think any of us thought it it wouldn't translate. It's just a matter of how quickly it's translated. Yeah, no, right? I don't think any. I don't think anybody expected it to be this fast. I don't think anybody expected. Yeah, I mean, Quinn Hughes was a number one draft pick. Uh, you know, over you know, and people didn't probably had some expectations that he would be good quickly, but I don't think anybody expected him to be this good this quickly. There's a reason why the two of those two guys are up for rookie of the year. Uh, because they've been that much of an impact on their teams. Zach, wrap it up for us. Uh, Give us some thoughts. Yeah, and I mean, um, I I look at the rosters for Vancouver, and if they were 100%, uh, like they had Toffoli, Ferland, and Myers, are all Toffoli's IR, Myers day-to-day, Ferland out. I, I... I think they would really give Vegas a fit, and um, I, I think they could they could potentially steal the series with those guys in the lineup. Now that because they're not, um, I don't know. I think it depends on how Vegas kind of jumps into it and and plays that gritty defense. They're going to have to, I think, rely on Ryan Reeves to kind of come in and and be the 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 mean spirited uh, player that he's that he's had the history of. Um, but I think it'll be good. But to the factor of, of what Paul was saying, you have McCarr who went fourth and then Quinn, I think went sixth. Are the teams above them kicking themselves now? Because I mean, those, those guys are, I would, I would hope bases. so. <laughs> yeah. Like they're building the foundation for those franchises and that's what you're going to For years on. to come. Years Absolutely. to come. Especially Scott, you know, and, 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 I'm going to be Captain Obvious here. Uh, most teams and most hockey people will tell you that defensemen take longer to develop than forwards. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. no doubt about it. Okay, so let me throw out four names uh, from the Vegas side that you're going to want to keep an eye on, I think, in this series. I think Jonathan Marchessault. I think mm-hmm. uh, Alex Tuck. I think Shea Theodore. And my surprise guy for this series that's had a rough time of it so far is Alec Martinez. But I think he steps up uh, in this series and, and is a difference maker. Um, my final word on the goaltending situation is Pete DeBoer likes Robin Leonard's demeanor. Um, mm-hmm. he, he likes the way he stands tall, doesn't get rattled, doesn't have to make acrobatic saves. He uses his big body to cover a lot of the net. And uh, if you put some truth serum to him, he's going to tell you that um, Marc-Andre Fleury makes him nervous. He can make the save, but it's usually an acrobatic save. It's uh, uh, some sort of diving save. And and Marc-Andre Fleury is the nicest guy in the world. There's no doubt about it. But um, when you're trying to win playoff hockey games and you're the head coach, you're going to go with a guy that's 6'4", 215, and covers all the net without moving. Okay. Yeah, because I wouldn't – 
I wouldn't want to leave Vegas. They've got too much of a good team, and he's probably got a nice little house out there, and I'm sure he's kind of comfy. So you want to make the, <laughs> the move that's going to let you keep your job. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's take another quick break, another two-minute break. Let's come back and let Paul tell us a little bit about the uh, Eastern Conference, and then uh, we'll get ready to wrap things up with some of the things that we've witnessed down the stretch and what we think will happen. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. You find your prime with M-Drive. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the Fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that Fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, we're back. Pandemic hot playoff podcast special edition episode two of nine we're here every sunday night through the stanley cup final and through the nhl draft and uh all kinds of stuff to talk about uh we talked on the western conference paul it's your turn to give us a little breakdown about the eastern conference and then uh we'll kind of wrap things up with a little recap of uh some of the oddities and and maybe things that we were not expecting to see Versus what we were expecting to see. So take it away. We get nine of these. Yeah, we got nine of them. We've got, oh, we're only in two, Paul. Oh, hang tight with us. Hang tight. Nine. We're going all the way through the NHL draft, which is going to be really odd to see that in October. But that's what's happening. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, what's not odd about this year? What's I, not? I've got nothing. I've got yeah, nothing for exactly you. Right. <laughs> you got nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, where do you want me to start? Uh, let, let's start with uh, the game that's going on right now with uh, Boston and Tampa Bay. I was the only – and let me recap this for everybody. All of our hosts picked the same two teams to advance in the uh, Western Conference. It was Vegas and Colorado. Um, everything was a little bit uh, different, I'll say, on the Eastern side of things. So – uh, Boston and Tampa Bay, uh, Paul, I know you picked Tampa Bay, but is that really who you believe is going to pull this out, or you, you have to change your mind now that it's a 2 nothing? Uh, well, clearly I want to change my mind about uh, picking against uh, Dallas against Colorado, right? Or did I put the, <laughs> the, 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 the on them? I mean, I don't know. That's uh, only one game. <laughs> I know. I, um, you know, the Boston situation, I was sitting upstairs and watching the, the the first period of this game, and and I'm like, wow, this is uh, – yeah, I expected Tampa Bay to come out and play a little bit different, uh, and, and they didn't. It was definitely a Boston period, and they got the first goal of the game late in the first period, so that gave them a, a little bit of momentum. I, I, I still expect Tampa Bay – to, to be the team. To I'll beat give you an update. It's not two nothing. Two nothing. Yes, I know. Uh, uh, sweater boy there with a, a power play goal. 
or should I call him Coffee Boy or Donut Boy or whatever? I don't know. Jeff Walker will get on my case about. Yeah, uh, let's about find this. out. I don't let's want, find out. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt Pasta's feelings. Uh, I, I know I it was a dunk anyway. I, I couldn't resist. Yeah, uh, gets a power play goal, makes it two nothing Boston. Uh, even though they are now getting uh, outshot in this game by Tampa Bay, uh, they they've almost tripled their shots in the second period. Uh, Tampa Bay has 13 shots on goal to this point. Boston only has five, but the big difference is uh, Yaroslav Halak is 23 for 23, and Andre Vasilevsky is 18 for 20. So uh, they got a nice deflection on the first goal uh, by Charlie Coyle. Uh, and obviously, uh, you guys can't see that I don't have a TV down here where I do the podcast from. Uh, <laughs> you can't see that I have one in front of me either. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I can't. Uh, I'm too cheap to, to to make the cable guy come out here and <laughs> figure out which wire goes to the. Um, I love it. You know, so. The Bruins are out to a 2 nothing lead. Uh, they lost. You know, there, there are people that are saying, you know, if the series goes uh, any sort of distance with back-to-backs, uh, they have a back-to-back in game five and game six. I'm sorry, uh, game six and game seven. Um, Tampa Bay's got a little bit of depth in the goaltending position where Boston doesn't at this point. So does that eventually come in to be a factor? Uh, even without uh, going to a backup goalie, uh, Vasilevsky, as they said in the telecast, he's 26. Halak's 35. Uh, I, I don't think the age makes as much of a difference in goal. And these guys shouldn't be tired. There's no travel. There's, you know, they missed, they all had four months to recover. So... Does that end up making a difference? Uh, we'll find out. Uh, no Steven Stamkos for Tampa Bay. He is still their leader, even if he's not their best player. That's Victor Hedman. Okay. But how much they have enough guys on that team where it shouldn't make a difference from a leadership standpoint. But when Steven Stamkos is on the ice, you have to focus on him much more than – you have to focus on any of the other players up front for Tampa Bay. So this allows Boston to dilute their, their, their focus a little bit. Uh, Charlie McAvoy uh, is one of the game's best defensemen right now. I mean, he's still a young defenseman. Like he's got a few years in, unlike, you know, McCarr and Hughes, but he can be a dominant force in the game. Uh, does Boston get the needed production from their top line with Marshawn and Pasternak and, and so forth? Uh, or does Tampa Bay wear them down? Right now, you would have to say that Tampa Bay hasn't worn anybody down yet in this in this series, but it's only game one, so... Zach, your thoughts on that? Um, man, I mean, like he Paul talked about, Boston not having that depth and goal. But the one thing I think Halak's got going for him is he's made a, a kind of – not kind of. He made a really odd run with the Canadians um, a few years ago with him leading the way. Um, and so he's got that long-term experience. And to the other fact too is he he didn't play all those those round robin games and um, he didn't play much of the first series either. So he was able to rest and now um, he can come in fresh. And I think that's that could be a a big help for them. And yeah, I mean, there's just something with Boston. There's something with them where you cannot <laughs> count them out, no matter yeah, what. You, they just you, they claw you back. just let me into it. <laughs> yeah, they just they, they do it. not go away. So it doesn't matter what their circumstances are; they just find a way, and that's that's what good hockey is all about. That that's exactly what I was going to say before Paul jumps into the next series. Um, 
I picked Boston because somebody told me that the round robin games didn't matter, and Boston was certainly not good in the round robin games. So uh, when I heard that the round robin games really didn't matter, I said, I'm picking Boston because they're winners, right? They, they know how to win and how to get to where they want to go. So that's why I picked Boston. I think all the rest of you guys picked Tampa Bay, but we'll see. Uh, it is what it is right now. It's uh, only game one, only uh, what almost two periods. So, Paul, yeah, the other Tampa series. Tampa Bay's about which... to go on a power play. And the yeah. one thing I will say, the one thing I will say of why I picked Tampa is, for the love of God, if they make it to the, the, the Stanley Cup Finals, just win it this time. Can you get it off out of your system? Stop going and losing. <laughs> Love it. I love it. They won a All right, Paul. They won. I don't remember they exactly did, but what for, year it was. Oh, gosh. It was like 2004 when Le Cavalier. Was it that which, long ago? I, it was a while ago, yeah. Okay. It could but, be. I, I mean, man, for crying out loud, like I said, they, they come, they go, they eat, they leave. What are you doing? Just get it. Just, please get it done. <laughs> uh, no comment. Uh, tell, us about, <laughs> tell us about the two teams that are left that we haven't talked about yet. I don't know what, what what two teams. I don't know which one. <laughs> I left it for last. I tried to right. build it up for you. <laughs> uh, you said you send me a text message every day that says something about Long Island and having to go through the island. Do I do I as long as I don't have to pick who wins and loses, I don't care. But it's I been done for make, you. Yeah, I know. That's that's what people understand that. I don't pick that. I do not I told Scott I want to make one more pick for the rest of the playoffs. And, and I tell you what, what you're talking about. And he says, Why? I said, because that means the Islanders are in the Stanley Cup finals and I don't have to pick anything. It'll get picked for me. And the only thing I would have to pick is the Western Conference Finals, because I don't pick Islander series. And, and 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 I'm and I'm all for that. Uh, as okay, I said, folks, you... so, hold on a minute, folks. Go back to the start of our show tonight, and we talked about three oddballs. So there you go. You got all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Paul. Okay. So, uh, listen. The, the Flyers struggled against Montreal. They won. That's all that matters. Uh, they're big guns. Didn't do a lot of scoring in that series against Montreal. Uh, their big gun was basically Carter Hart, who got two shutouts. Hard to lose when the other team doesn't score. Um, Montreal was all over them in game six. They played with the desperation uh, that you that you would expect a team to play with. I didn't really want to bring that up and say it that way, but um, they were the better team on in, in in that game six. They just couldn't beat the they they just couldn't beat the goalie, and that is like a good starting pitcher. Good starting pitching wins, and that's why pitching matters, especially in the postseason of baseball. Okay. But uh, Carter Hart also showed some warts in that series. So, you know, as good as he is and as good as he's expected to be, does the playoff pressure get to him? That will be a question. Uh, does the Islanders' power play have anything? They got a power play goal in that last game against the Capitals, uh, but their power play was 2-for-22 in that series against Washington. And if you continue to do that, you're not going to win. Well, I know one thing the Islanders did. They got the uh, Capitals uh, coach who won 89, 86, something like that games over the last two years. Uh, they got him fired today, so uh, the Islanders have done something already. Well, listen, um, as I said earlier, this team healthy has been the best, if not, not necessarily the best in the top three or four, five on five when they were healthy and they are healthy now they have depth at center they have all of their defensemen healthy uh, especially the guy that seems to make the biggest difference in their lineup and Adam Pellick 
uh, it's not a co- if you look at the team's record with him and without him, uh, you would be stunned to know that at least publicly, not that you would ever find out with Lou Lamarillo, but if I'm his agent, I'm going in there looking for a raise. <laughs> Um, and he'll get it, not this year, because nobody will have any cap space. But he's going to get it. Um, and he's made – he balances out their defense. Uh, they have four centers, which a lot of teams don't have in the NHL right now. And it's the Islanders' second line that has done most of the scoring. But they've gotten scoring from just about everybody in the Capitals here. They had 10 or 11 different goal scorers in that series. The Flyers did not, against Montreal, have, like I said, their big offensive guns did not do it. Claude Giroux did not have a good offensive series against the Canadians. Uh, So it's a matter – if the Islanders stay out of the box – it would be hard to pick against them because that's what they do. And I'll say it again because I don't – or at least remember if I said it earlier in the show. They held the Capitals without a shot for the last 13 minutes of the game in game five. That is what the Islanders do. That's impressive is what that is Uh, because that was a team that was up against it. They had to to get shots on goals – shots on net and goals – to continue to keep up their uh, playoff life. So anytime you can do that, uh, that's impressive. So basically, here's what it comes down to. The Islanders stay out of the penalty box. It would be – it'll be hard for the Flyers to beat them. Can they beat them? Yes. If the Islanders stay out of the penalty box, does it make it much harder for the Flyers to beat them? 100%. Uh, I'm hoping that the Islanders decline penalties against the Flyers <laughs> so they don't have to worry about the power play, which has been awful. And, you know, I say it jokingly uh, about the team in Manhattan that I don't really have as much against because as as I do against – you know, I mean, if you've seen my Twitter feed or my Facebook feed, you you, you know the name I use for the Flyers. And, you know. Yes, so, we do. Yes. So um, nothing would make me happier. Well, I shouldn't say that either. But <laughs> dispatching them on the way to uh, only having to make one more pick. Uh, f- for these podcasts would make me very, very happy. Okay. Zach, you got any words to throw in on that series? Um, I mean, I'm, I went with the Flyers because I picked them in the beginning, and I think the Canadians just had yeah, – I think they had something for them. Um, I don't know what it is, but sometimes they just – teams figure you out, and Carter Hart – or not Carter, Carey Price, good Lord. Carey Price is just a phenomenal Hall of Fame goalie. Um, but it'll be interesting. The, the Also, the other reason why I went with the Flyers, I don't know that I necessarily trust Varlamov. And that goes back to the Colorado days. Um, you picked him to no, annoy me, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I in the beginning when we started, I, I thought the Islanders were going to be the best team in the seat, like – in in the play-in process um and i think they were um i just i I picked the flyers and i think i gotta stick with my guns on that one um because if they get going in this next round if those if those big guns get going and carter hart can continue to play the way he is they're gonna be a tough team they're just they're gonna be real tough but the islanders are also I would have liked to have put a slash and put both logos in there because I don't know who I'm <laughs> I picked the I picked the flyers. You wouldn't let me I do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't let me do that. I'm the graphic designer. I have those oh, privileges. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's wrap up the last six minutes or so of the show by just talking about some of the uh, 
all the different things that have happened, and not just in the playoffs part of it. The first one I'm going to start off with is uh, the Sun Devils lost their one of their captains in Josh Maniscalco, and uh, the Sun Devils' loss was the Pittsburgh Penguins' game. Uh, how how much do you think Pittsburgh's performance and getting knocked out early uh, had in them going after a guy like uh, Josh Maniscalco, who we already know uh, is a right-handed shot and was uh, going to climb their depth chart quickly? Well, it's a hundred percent the reason. Oh, pretty much. I don't. I, Let's I, face it. I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent the reason, which I would definitely go minimum seventy-five. I, I, would, I would agree with 75%. that. Seventy-five um, And their next off seasons, or the next off season, this one coming up is gonna is gonna reveal that they're gonna make a lot of big moves. But yeah, I would agree with the. 75. Yeah, and their defense got exposed against Montreal. Yeah, their 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 lack of speed on defense got exposed against Montreal and their lack of, as you said, right-handed shot defensemen in their prospect pool definitely made a difference. Um, well, let's rumor, face it. Rumor has let's it, it. That, rumor has it, Paul, you were working on your skating skills and things because you figured you're a right-hand shot. I am. Maybe there, maybe there's still an opportunity out there. There is. There is. <laughs> it, it, it might take me a few days to get into game shape, but I'm there. And it's not like – Anybody in the Penguins organization <laughs> has had a chance to see Josh play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so so that's that one. I have to touch again on uh, the Mark Andre Fleury and Alan Walsh, his agent since he was 15 years old. Oh, I'm sorry, he's known him since he was 15. Um, yeah. How how much is that going to have an effect on the Golden Knights? We talked about it a little bit, but is that just nah? doesn't really mean anything or, or how much is that going to play in? Just it's disrupting their fan base more than anything. Uh, and it's, I think, go ahead, Zach, you go ahead. It's, I mean, it's probably going to be, it was very much directed at the front office. And I think with Leonard getting, if Leonard takes them anywhere near the Stanley cup finals or game seven against the avalanche or stars, whoever it is, then he's going to be their number one guy next year. So, <sighs> It was directed at the front office, and the, I think they probably have their minds made up, or even at the coaching staff. But I, I don't know. I, I'm sure the fans are really bummed about it because they know him as the face of the franchise because of how personable he is. Well, then the fact he gets some donuts every home shutout that true. Well, you know, listen. First of all, let's let's not forget Mark Andre Fleury is not a spring chicken. True. Okay, he's in his mid to upper 30s. All right. Um, they obviously weren't sure about Flurry to trade for Leonard. I mean, it's not like Flurry hasn't had any injury history. Okay. Had they known, I mean, they didn't know there was going to be, the season was going to get stopped. Guys, yeah. I said this a, right. a, and, I said this a and, while ago though. Um, I think more than anything, it's goaltender styles. And I brought this up when the the restart happened, and I was up in Vegas watching. I said, you know, um, the Coyotes have two great goaltenders, but they're the same style. The the Golden Knights have two great goaltenders, but they are completely different. I mean, they are night and day different in their style. And all you have to do is watch them play for about ten minutes, and you will realize that. Robin Leonard is a big, tall, stand-up, no panic, no movement goaltender, and Mark Andre Fleury can give a head coach, um, I don't know, fit. The yeah, all the way to the Hall of Fame. All the way to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, and I'm so not saying he's not, not great. I'm okay, just saying. So, but I'm the just, fact of the matter also is, and and, and Stephen, and you guys can 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 see this better than I can. This is also the first time that this organization has shown a wart of any kind. Is it their fault? No, not necessarily. They didn't tell the agent to put that Twitter feed post out. Okay? Uh, that kind of stuff usually stays behind closed doors. Um, kind of like their goaltending coach being left on the roster even though he was released six months earlier. You mean that type of thing? Well, once again, yeah, but see, people don't pay attention to that. Uh, not the goaltending coach doesn't play. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. Um, let's just leave that for conversation for another day because we got some things we want to uh, highlight here. Like tomorrow night, Zach and I are going to be privileged to have Kenny McCudden on, the assistant coach from the Columbus Blue Jackets, who uh, nice. went through the five overtime game and, and got that going on. And, um, uh, you know, uh, Thursday, I'm going to be up at uh, Vegas for the uh, UNLV sold out a fundraiser golf tournament. So 144 passionate Vegas hockey fans are going to chance to see Stephen and I live in person, uh, right on uh, one of the holes with they're putting us on a tent on one of the holes. And we got some great giveaways. And more importantly, we got $500 gift cards to give away as uh, a discount on your corporate partnership. So if you've ever wanted to be a part of uh, what we do here at Ice Time Hockey Southwest, there's no better time because that is an incredible offer to save $500 on a year of uh, marketing your business, your product, yourself. And, I thought you were uh, going to say 144 degrees. <laughs> it might be that, too. It might be that, too. But I know one thing. It's going to be an early morning call because we got to be out there, I think, like 6 a.m. or something crazy like that. But uh, we'll be there. Uh, we'll be bringing it all to you and back to you. So UNLV, credit to them. They are still fundraising, even though they know their season won't start now until January. They are still fundraising. They're still looking for partners. They're still trying to go forward and make things as normal as possible. So kudos to them for doing that. I know it's not easy at the club level, but, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So that's coming up. Paul and I uh, have a – Special guest coming up on Tuesday as well. I'm not revealing it yet because uh, I'm still holding out. But uh, Tuesday night and then, like I said, Wednesday, we'll be talking about the uh, UNLV program. So make sure you tune in next Sunday. We'll be back with you for uh, the Pandemic Playoff Podcast, and we'll be talking about what's going on in the second round. So Golden Knights are up in, jeez, uh, about half an hour or so. So not too long, and uh, we'll see what happens. And you know, hockey's back, guys. Uh, can't can't argue that a fact, right? Uh, yeah, the only bad part is I like these quadruple headers. Now we're only going to be down to like one game a day or two games a day. I, I, I know. Like that's five. I, I, I love five <laughs> games in a day. That was awesome. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of an itch not seeing so much of it. <laughs> so. stinking, stinking measly double headers. Either way, <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. At least we got at least we got our boys playing. So you got it. All right, Paul, take it away, and we'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. The Pandemic Playoff Podcast on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network is brought to you by Bell Ford, presenting partner of the Sunday Special. It's still summertime, and hockey's back. Come to twenty four oh one West Bell Road in Phoenix to see the new line of 2021 Ford cars and trucks in person or at bellford.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com, find your bottle, and keep that bar stocked for this final playoff push. Buy summer skates. Show off your playoff passion and style with koozies and summer shoes, personalized or with your favorite player's name and number at summerskates.com. To be the best, you have to beat the best. And no one beats Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Call them at 1-702-541-5546. Championship taste for a championship run. JesseRay'sBarbecue.com. And by M-Drive, the presenting partner of What Drives You. Trying to watch all the games? It's M-Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. The Pandemic Playoff Podcasts and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and the iHeartRadio app. The Pandemic Playoff Podcasts and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Thank you, gentlemen, for for spending an hour with us and and giving your insights into NHL hockey. Uh, Join us tomorrow for Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Zach and I will have... uh, Kenny McCudden, the assistant coach from the Columbus Blue Jackets on, which is always a great guest. And, of course, Tuesday night, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Paul and I will have a special guest on that as well. And then Wednesday, it's uh, back to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly with Stephen Marsh and myself. So for Paul Hornstein in Long Island, New York, and uh, Zach Bondurant in Chandler, Arizona, the Scott Strandy saying goodnight with a little uh, De Niro from Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. <laughs>